Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Emmanuel Recapitas, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Left to Inspire, the show where we sit down with people that are absolutely crushing it in life, and we dissect exactly how they got there, the failures that they've experienced, the breakthroughs that they've achieved, and most importantly, we do all of this with the core central purpose of creating tangible action that you, the listener, can take. So if you're ready to finally start taking action on you, on your dreams, then you're in the right place. So welcome to the show and get ready to unlock your full potential. All right, so we are live on another episode of Left to Inspire. So David Gonzalez, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Emmanuel. It's, it's, a, it's an honor and uh, on, on multiple levels, as I'm sure you know, from based on uh, some, some behind the scenes action. <laughs> yes, 100% right there with you. So before you get a chance to introduce yourself to the audience, um, I do want to talk to the, to the listener right now because uh, David is someone that in the short amount of time that I've known him, which feels like a lifetime somehow. But in the few months that I've known David, um, he's really transformed my life. And if you're listening to this podcast, however you stumbled upon it, you understand the show is called Left to Inspire. It's about helping you find your next breakthrough. And if you just listen today and you take action, I think you're going to find your next breakthrough because of David. So real quick, um, I met David uh, through my first guest on the podcast, John Livesey, uh, which I met John Livesey through my second guest on the podcast. So this is kind of becoming a, a story. Um, but I was moving to Austin. John's out here in Austin. And he said, you have to come to one of David's events. I was like, okay, well, I, I really look up to John. So fuck, I'll be there. And I am so happy that I went to your internet marketing event because I got to see you, David, in your zone of genius and your flow. Um, and also, I think I, I resonated a little bit since your last name is the same as my mom's and spelled the same way. I don't meet that many Gonzalez that have the same spelling. So I was like, oh, this is cool. But anyways, you fired me up that day and I ended up joining uh, IMP and we'll get into that, what that is shortly. But I joined and I, I saw the ridiculous value of what you were doing and the impact that you were having. And I, as a designer, I, I told myself, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just try to help and try to add value. And I sent a cold email. Cold emails have been really impactful for my life, but I sent a cold email, honestly expecting you to blow me off. Um, and you responded in a way that I didn't think you were going to. And I'm just so fucking happy that I sent that email. Um, because it really has had such an impact on my life. And we can get into all that story stuff later. But I just want to tell you, the listener, if you're looking for a breakthrough, stick around for this episode, because I promise you, this man, the impact he's had on so many people's lives and what he's built, um, you'll find your next breakthrough. So with that said, uh, once again, David, thank you so much. And why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into your story and everything else. Yes. Uh, so 
Um, who I am is a father, a husband of 24 years, a, a friend, uh, an entrepreneur, a community leader, um, a, a, a fighter of truth for truth. And truth in this case stands for trauma resolution until truth heals, which is a, a, a foundation that I'm, I'm working on. And the mission of that is to destigmatize and normalize conversations around all forms of trauma in the industrialized world. Um, because I see that as being the number one root cause for all of the problems that society faces from human trafficking, sex trafficking, government corruption, systemic racism, police brutality, um, and everything in between addiction, homelessness. Um, you know, if you can think of it as a problem that, that needs a way that humans have something to do with, if you really just dig deep enough, it all comes down to unresolved trauma. So uh, I've been hosting these things called Internet Marketing Party every single month for over 12 years. It'll be 13 years in, without missing a single month. And that's what's built the community in Austin and globally of people that um, are uh, online influencers, entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, authors, speakers that have all either come to an event or I've hosted them on my stage and it's created this enormous, impactful network that uh, of people that I love, that love me, that I trust, that trust me. And um, so that's me in a nutshell. Hell yeah. So I, I do want to dive into how you got to where you are today. Um, okay. But you, 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 you talked about trauma and, and the truth, um, how truth heals um, and there's a grand vision behind that. You know, it, that's a big problem to tackle. Um, yeah. So can we unpack that a little bit? Uh, like what is yeah, the, sure. the ultimate goal there? Uh, well, I know what the ultimate goal is, but how do you, how do you want to take yeah. action of that? So, so ever since, I mean, I was a little kid, I always felt uh, strange about certain things that just didn't make sense to me. And um, I remember asking my mom some questions that she would answer and they just didn't make any sense. Um, and they made, left me feeling guilty. They let me, left me feeling un, like there was either something wrong with me or something wrong with people. And as I started getting older, I realized that I would know because I was you know, an entrepreneur and I was chasing money and chasing success and one day I really just thought about it and realized that like I knew that one day I would die and that I would not be happy unless I did something really, really big. And I spent some time trying to really hone in on what, what something really, really big would look like or could be or would mean. And I realized that I wanted to put a significant dent in the amount of stupidity on diminishing the amount of stupidity on, on, uh, with humans on the planet. And then I uh, talk, told that to a mentor at one point and he was more operational and he's like, well, what does that mean? And I sat with it for about five minutes and I came back the other side and realized that what that meant was, uh, putting a dent in the amount of unnecessary human suffering on the planet. And I say unnecessary because much of many of the problems that we face are 
create string that's just not necessary. And so based on that, um, I just I just stuck with that and stuck with that and never told anybody about it. And one day, about probably eight years later, somebody asked me what my vision was. And when I shared it, she was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I started really digging into it. And I had a bit of a dark night of the soul and came out the other side and realized all of this suffering stems from all the problems that we do from, you know, like, yeah, there's just so many things we can point at, right? Like PTSD, there's, you know, people, there's addiction and there's all the addict, there's addiction to social media, addiction to drugs, addiction to sex, addiction to porn, addiction to masturbation, addiction to, uh, you know, all addiction to even addiction to working out because a lot of the people that are just so swole that you look like if you touch them they'll pop there's they're like they could be fitness models but at the same time it's like they're overdone most of those people are dealing with some form some form of trauma that they're even people that travel all the time they're away from something they're not safe where they are and i'm not trying to you know make anybody wrong which is the whole mission is to destigmatize and normal we all there's not a single human on the planet that doesn't have some form of unresolved trauma and that's the first thing that just like there's nothing shameful about it i don't care if you're the dalai lama i don't care if you're the president of the united states actually you're more likely to have trauma if you're the president of the united states <laughs> or if you're you know a pastor a teacher a mentor a coach a, you know the most you know privileged person on the planet you've got trauma because there's generational trauma as well as developmental trauma it has nothing to do with your life so that's my story and i'm sticking to it <laughs> i i love that and um yeah i mean it's very true you know um so you you recently introduced me to an emotional intelli intelligence and, and leadership program um where we got to have those uh, those tough conversations that a lot of the times, you know, in the real world, it just does not happen. Um, so real quick, in, in your opinion, in, in, a, in a world that's never been so connected, why are we so disconnected right now? And, and why do you think that people just cannot open up about those traumas uh, and they hold them in? And Oh, uh, yeah, I, actually... Interestingly enough, it's not just my opinion. It's based on neuroscience. Um, Beautiful. Neuroscience shows that we have what are called mirror neurons and our nervous system, there's different portions of our nervous system, and I don't want to get too geeky here. But the thing is, is that, you know, in nature, um, when a gazelle gets caught by a lion, uh, and the, the, the gazelle will automatically freeze as like kind of like an opossum, play dead, right? Because we've all heard f fight or, f or flight, right? Like, but there's two others, and one of them is freeze. And the reason freezing is valuable is because sometimes in the chase of that, of that lion and that gazelle, the lion's actually really tired. And so if the gazelle freezes and uh, gets distracted by some other gazelles or some birds or something, the lion gets to think, oh, well, this gazelle's dead and can get distracted. And sometimes we'll actually, you know, look the other way and the gazelle can, in that moment, pounce up and run quickly, right? Well, as soon as the gazelle is free from 
danger, it'll do something that you've seen on one of those National Geographic David Attenborough films. It'll, it'll tremble, it'll shake like a, you know, and it does that for 30 seconds to a minute. And then it walks off as though nothing ever happened. So it is lit. This nervous system is literally releasing that the tension and the trauma that from that experience. And that's why you don't ever see gazelles wandering around wondering, what am I? Who am I? What's my purpose? Why am I here? And being estranged from their family and their, their, their herd. Whereas as humans, and think about this though, there's dogs and cats and animals in zoos that are traumatized because they're not in their natural environment. And they're, once they're domesticated, then they get trained to behave according to like stuffing down their, their experience. Right. And so in our, um, this is probably very different from what you expected because you started the show by saying, if you're wanting to have a breakthrough and now it's turning into a lesson on why are we so disconnected in the time when we're mo most connected because we're connected by uh, tethers we're, we're tethered to experiences that are not healthy for us like think about you know if a little boy and his father are walking along and the little boy stubs his toe the father says don't cry you know uh, or, or if he gets sad because his puppy dog died, they say, no, no, it's going to be okay. He's in a better place. Or if he gets angry because somebody took his toys, like, no, 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 be, you know, don't be angry. It's, it's going to be fine. I'll buy you another. So people don't get the permission to experience what they naturally experience, what their nervous system is giving them signals around. And when they push that down, well, they're just living with this pent up un unresolved experiences that they've had and so what they do what do they do they go to social media where they get bright lights and dopamine hits and beautiful women in bikinis and dudes drive you know driving ferraris and all this crazy stuff that's designed to just pull our attention pull our attention pull our attention yeah. people doing cinnamon challenges and you know giving money to the homeless and but all this crazy stuff that like gets our attention gets our attention because it's easier than actually connecting with a human being in person with a hug, with a touch, with a smile, with a deep, rich, meaningful conversation. That's my answer. <laughs> I, I love that. And I 100% agree with, um, I, I want to hone in real quick and, and then we can get into your story, but I want to hone in on, uh, on the, the social media side of things and getting those dopamine hits. Um, and sure, social media is great and all, but there's just such a, I, I, I see the, I also see the dark side of it. And if you, if you feel like you're not fulfilled and um, maybe you're in a lower point in your life, um, I highly recommend, <clears throat> I highly recommend exploring the, the avenue that I took, which was just delete social media off my phones. I know Tim Ferriss also does not have any social media apps on his phone. Um, I deleted the app. So the only time that I get on, I have to actually on my desktop log in to check. Um, but getting off social media for me in February of 2021 uh, has enabled me to have breakthrough after breakthrough. 
Um, so I, I do believe there's a direct correlation between not getting in my head by seeing those people in the Ferraris and traveling and just be like, man, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing wrong? And that was just so getting in my head that if you feel like social media is messing with you that way and you're comparing yourself to other people, try stepping away for it for a month, a, a week if at first, a month, a year, whatever it is, and see what happens after. Look back and see the breakthroughs that you've had in that period of time. Because what I did, I just kept my head down and I stopped being on social media. And like I said, breakthrough after breakthrough started happening. Obviously, I took action. You can't just get off social media and not do anything and just expect things to change. Unless it, I, it that could be what you need as well. But just something to think about if you feel social media uh, or if you use social media and compare yourself to other people. So with that said, um, I want to get into your story and, and learn about how you got from uh, not being in marketing at all to being one of the most connected people in marketing. So can we can we go back into like, where, where did you start your career? At? Yeah, um, my career in the online marketing space or my career? No, before that. As, as an adult. As an like, adult. Um, let's see. I will like, I mean, you want me to go out like it's my first job or what do you, what do you, what do you, uh, <clears throat> what was like for me, I started my, my first job was my own company. And then I went into the accounting space and then I transitioned out of that. And that's what led me into marketing. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had, uh, I had, um, really gotten interested in, in NLP neuro-linguistic programming. And, uh, I went to, after I went to university, uh, graduated from college, I had the decision to either go back and get my PhD because I was so interested in psychology or go and study, uh, with the founders of NLP, uh, and some of the early people in that space. And that's, I decided to do the latter. And so I spent a bunch of money on going to a ton of NLP trainings. And when I did, what I found on the other side was that I wanted to start my own NLP training center. So I did that. And as I was doing that, I saw this ad for, I would seeing maybe two or three clients a month and would host an NLP training every six, you know, four to six months or so. And once I saw an ad, uh, right when the internet was first getting hopping that said how to see a, up to a hundred clients a day using hypnotherapy. And a lot of NLP has its background and its found fundamental foundations in hypnotherapy. And so I decided I would uh, look at this ad and, and I looked further into it and found out that it was a it was an ad for learning how to start your own hypnotherapy uh, franchise, essentially. And then these people were making over a million dollars a year. Um, so I decided I'd check check into it. And it was a really cool system that I got involved in and uh, I opened my own hypnotherapy center here in Austin. And I ran that for nine years at the staff of about 12 people, not all full time and turned that into a million dollar business um, until uh, the internet started taking over. Cause it was the, uh, the, that business was fueled by uh, running ads, full page ads in the Austin American Statesman, our local newspaper. And um, it worked until it didn't work because people started noticing that we were, if we were running these full page ads, clearly 
there was a market for it because people don't keep advertising unless there's buyers, right? And so then people started taking hypnosis trainings and started running little ads and bigger ads. And then Jenny Craig and some of the other weight loss centers started running bigger ads and bigger ads. And then the internet came along and uh, people started using the internet more than reading the newspaper. And so our, our business started to trend down. And as it was trending down, uh, I decided to sell it or close it, whichever came first because of the way the business model was structured. It was, we really needed those ads to work in order to yeah. keep, the, keep the thing. That was our main sales channel or uh, uh, funnel rather, marketing funnel. Yeah. And so long and the short of it is I ended up uh, selling it. And when I sold it, I didn't really know what I was gonna do next. I got into real estate and got my license and one day i had was listing a house for sale i went down to kinko's before it was fedex kinko's and i don't know if you remember this but they used to have books uh self-help and personal development books and inspiring business books in in kinko's while you were waiting for your copies to, and prints to be made and i saw one called four hour work week by tim ferris and i picked it up and this was this was over 13 years ago uh, and I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. I had always thought of my life as something I got to build a career and then retire so that I could do all these crazy, fun, cool, amazing things. And this book opened my eyes to the fact that I could subs that I could, you know, basically uh, finance my dream lifestyle now by starting an online business. So I had a friend named Michael Lovich who was based in Fort Worth at the time and I knew he was running a multi-million dollar online business so I asked him to coach me and he introduced me to a couple of guys that were super affiliates and they were about to release their first product and then when they did they hired me on board as a contractor to be their affiliate manager for this big launch that they had and they gave me access to all the big names in the industry and they were in Fort Worth and I was in Austin and Austin had some big players in the online space at the time was Mike Dillard, Perry Belcher, Ryan Dice, Eric Louvier, um, uh, a couple other big, big names that, um, that have gone really niche now. You might not have heard of John Carter uh, and, and some other folks. But either way, I decided that I would, uh, after I did their launch, I decided I would start hosting. Oh, they would, they would host these monthly mixers happy hours at at one of the the co-founders of that business in dallas and so we would drive up me and a group of about five or six of us would drive up every month and go to these monthly uh internet marketing mixers and one day on the way home we were like why do we keep driving to dallas why don't we just do one in austin and i was like ding so i reached out to a couple of the guys that were local that had big followings. And I said, Hey, you guys aren't doing anything like this locally, are you? And they're like, Nope. And I said, cool. Well, I'll have you speak when I do one. And I hosted my first one. Eric Louvier posted in the warrior forum saying, Hey, this big online forum saying Dave Gonzalez is hosting his first internet marketing meetup. And so I pushed me over that, pushed me off the fence and I did it. And that was over 13 years ago or yeah, over 12 years ago. So yeah, <laughs> been doing it every month ever since. I hope that made yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a nice flow. And, and I, I want to go into a couple of those things uh, because uh, so it sounds like from the moment you got started, you chose more of an entrepreneurial path. Um, so my goal is to get the people that 
have that on entrepreneurial mindset, but you know, sometimes, and this happened to me for a while, you get golden handcuffs whenever you join a company and it's just so scary to leave. Uh, so my goal with the show is to help those people find a way out and, and go and pursue what actually fulfills them. Um, yeah. so there's a couple things here. Um, real quick in a nutshell, because this is something that I want to really dive into as well, but NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, what is it? Why is it important to master that? Um, what it is, is uh, it's an attitude of curiosity. It's, uh, it's, it's based on a, a couple, uh, a, a linguist and a mathematician got together and the mathematician was studying, was editing books as part of his career i mean part of his uh graduate program he was editing books by fritz pearls and virginia satir and as he was looking at it there were these wizard therapists that were doing things that shouldn't be doable healing schizophrenia healing uh like and then so they, he started noticing that these people had studied from a guy named milton erickson and who was a, a, a hypnotherapist, the medical doctor that would heal cancer, heal tumors, heal like, like, all, like stop balding, like do all this crazy stuff that you wouldn't think was doable. And um, he, uh, so these, these two guys developed this, this, they basically um, reverse engineered what all of these therapists and hip, this crazy, you know, godfather, gr grandfather of hypnotherapy were doing, they, and they, they turned it into a process and a methodology that um, then created a, a whole framework from when, from where people could then use that framework to learn and to, uh, to, to be able to create uh, extraordinary results. And um, yeah, so that's what drew me to it. Um, uh, and a lot of Tony Robbins work is based, it's, it's based on, uh, I mean, he changed the name so that he wouldn't, you know, so that he could call it his own thing. Cause Tony's a master marketer and master businessman. So, you know, he, he called, I think he calls it neuro something, something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm, I'm personal friends with one of the co-founders, Richard Bandler. And if you get an opportunity to train with him, I highly recommend it. Uh, is, still around. is there a specific program that he hosts? Um, you, can go to, you can go to purenlp.com. Purenlp.com. Amazing. Um, so that leads to the I, next. I mean, I have tons of friends that do NLP and, and yeah, so like, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And there's, you know, what I've learned over the years is that there's many, many paths to Rome. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So follow the path that calls you. I don't know that I would say that like any one path is the path. I've I've now learned so many different things from so many different avenues that to say that like one thing is the thing is uh, somebody's trying to sell you something. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> even if you if you go down the, the wrong path, and you're, I mean, you, your life hits rock bottom, you know, there's a learning opportunity there. So it's just about your point of view perspective and your ability to recognize where you are in life. Um, but another thing that I, I, I thought was 
interesting and a lot of people don't do this, but um, you talked about how you spend a bunch of money around NLP trainings and like personal development trainings. So um, people that are in corporate America, a lot of the times they spend all their money on living and then just like having fun, but there's not investments back in themselves. Yeah. Um, so if someone is hesitant about investing in personal development and growth, what would you say to that person? Mm. I would say, is your life the way you want it? And if it is the way you want it, then, you know, keep, keep on trucking. And maybe it's not a yes or no, but instead on a scale from one to 10, how is your life? Uh, you know, how would you rate yourself in the field in the area of fitness? And that's overall health. How would you rate yourself in the area of finances overall like your your what your money flow how would you rate yourself in the realm of inter like your close relationship like a romance romantic relationship or dating how would you rate yourself in the context of faith giving back uh your you know even if you're an atheist or uh you know don't have a, a strong faith like are you are you participating in activities where it's about more than just you because um, there's this, this, you know, that thing with the five regrets of the dying or the palliative care nurse, which is like a hospice care nurse that's seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people die that said, you know, here's the, the things that every single person I see die has regrets about. So like, and none of those regrets ever have to do with some of the things that most people are striving for. And then the fifth is uh, friends, like What's your friend, your community, your 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 social network like? Um, and I'm not talking about online. I'm talking about people that you could call or could call you at any time of the day or the night and have your back and you have their back. And because there's a lot of studies that show that it's not even what you eat or how much you exercise that determines how long you'll live and how happy you'll be. It's how tight and beautiful your community and your social structure is. So... Um, rate yourself one to 10 on those things. And if you're anything less than seven on any of them, then, you know, you deserve to have more than a seven in all of those. And the only reason you're not is because you're not investing in yourself. And I don't even know that you have to invest externally. I mean, for somebody who's dead broke, can't rub two nickels together, go to the library and pick up, you know, the go to, go to the uh, free Wi-Fi at the library and pick up the, you know, like look i mean even homeless people these days have cell phones so look up what are the best rated personal development books for the specific area or arena that you rated less than seven and go read that like it doesn't have to be that you take a training or a course and if you can afford it and um you would like to be at more than a seven on any of these things yeah go find something that resonates with you your life will be better for it so it sounds like the 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 lesson there is one you have to be honest with yourself and then the biggest breakthrough after being honest which i think that is going to be a breakthrough in and of itself to even do that exercise because a lot of the times people lie to themselves myself right. included at times um but then the other the other breakthrough is just actually taking action and, and saying okay cool well what's up yeah 
I have, I have a good addendum to this that you just inspired. After you do those five five different areas and one to, one to ten, find somebody in your life that will tell you the truth. Like we all have somebody in our life that we think's an asshole or they're a little bit too <laughs> gruff or too real, and that's close enough to you. It's probably an aunt, an uncle, a neighbor, a brother, a sister, somebody that knows you well enough, and ask them. Show them your numbers, one to ten on those five different areas of your life. And see, actually, don't show them your numbers. Ask them to be brutally honest with you and tell you what they think of those numbers for you. And then share them yours and see what their reaction is and how close your numbers are to theirs. That's how you'll know if you're lying to yourself or not. Oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um <clears throat> So I want to point out something, um, and you mentioned it earlier, but uh, with Internet Marketing Party, which stemmed out of just you wanting to build community and um, a, lot, a lot of it has been just like you taking action consistently. Yeah. So the, the, the key word there is being consistent. So 12 plus years of monthly events and to build a community, the impact that you've had, like a lot of times people think are like, man, how did, like, how did you get to where you are and stuff like that? But in all reality, you've consistently been busting your ass and consistently been a genuine human being. So were you always just like, you always followed through or was there like a pivotal moment in your life that said, boom, I'm, I'm going to stop fucking around and I'm going to just take action. Yeah, I, I, um, I have, I don't think I've always followed through. That's a fan. Nobody's ever asked me that. I never thought about it because I was just at a housewarming party the, uh, last weekend where somebody, uh, the, the, the owner of the house or a new friend, uh, or new to Austin, she would, had a, did a, put everybody in a circle and did different prompts. And one of the prompts, uh, she said is brag about yourself. And one of the things I bragged about is that, uh, I've been married for 24 years and I've hosted an internet marketing party every month for over 12 years. And for about four and a half years, every single day, I did a reconciliation of my personal and business bank accounts so that I would know what was my account balance today and what was it yesterday and was it higher or lower and what made the difference per transaction, per account. And I did that so that I could get myself out of $130,000 worth of personal unsecured debt. And uh, now I'm, you know, doing way better than that. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I'm one of the only people that I know that has consistently uh, done certain things over and over and over. Like I've done multiple challenges, uh, 90 days, 60 day, 120 day, and even year long challenges where I've, um, you know, I'm one of the only people I know that has stuck to a New Year's resolution two times for the entire year. And um, based on that, like I'm also even now looking at my Duolingo, I decided about two over two years ago that I was going to learn French. And now you can see here 563 days in a row. <laughs> so so it's funny that you asked that because no one had asked me, have I always followed through? And clearly I have a track record of following through, but I didn't always, and I um, still don't always, 
but I do so more than I don't. And um, what changed or when did that shift? I think it shifted and changed when I hit rock bottom, when I was $130,000 in debt and found myself sobbing alone in my bedroom, afraid that I would become a failure to my a failure of a husband, failure of a father, failure of a businessman, failure of a citizen, and just was feeling like the depths of depression and woke up to the fact that A, that wasn't true, and B, I could continue going down that path or I could change it. And that pain served as the foundation for me to just say, it's time to put my big boy pants on and just do what I say I'm going to do no matter what. I love that. Thank you. And for... more, like, do what I say I'm going to do to myself. Like not, you know, because it starts there. If I can't do what I say I'm going to do to with myself, you know, if I can only do that with others, then I'm basically building someone else's dream and vision. Yeah. Well, I, I acknowledge and appreciate the vulnerability there. And if, if you don't mind, if someone else is in their rock bottom right now and however much debt, I, I know plenty of people that are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and they're unfortunately a, a lot of those people's perspective is fuck the world. I've been fucked over. This is bullshit. How could someone like that shift their mindset to put their big boy or big girl pants on and come out of that? Mm. I think it's going to be very um, personal to that person, but I would say the, the, the top two things that come up for me that are um, like, gen when I say generic, I don't mean as in like no name brand, but that would, that would be generalized to the majority of people that would be in a situation like that. And I would say the first one is to stop right now and take a deep breath in and literally look around you and look at five, notice five things that you hadn't noticed until I asked you to notice. Like, so right now I'm looking at a cover from one of my, one of my lights and it's got a, a black border around it and there's a little stain on that. Next, I'm looking at some really fine print on a, um, uh, a, a, a global map. Next, I'm noticing that there's some Kleenex that I have over here that's that the ceiling fan is is having it move. And these are my three things, right? Next, I'm noticing that this uh, this microphone is slightly tilted in a way that now I've just adjusted it. That's four. And the fifth is next, I'm noticing that there's a tiny little stain on my on my uh, on one of my pockets on my jeans. Now, by being present in this moment and noticing five things in my external environment, I get to be right here right now. And in this moment, everything is just as it is like there's no need to think about anything else. And as you do that, I want you to just notice that, you know, everything's going to be fine, based upon what you do next or everything's going to be shit based upon what you do next or everything's going to get way better based upon what you do next and if you feel anything 
like negative coming up, just get present again and notice your physical surroundings. Like ground yourself in this present moment because in this moment, right here, right now, that's all there is. There really is no future. All there is is now. There really is no past. All there is is now. I know this might sound a little bit like um, Zen Buddhism type of stuff, but it's very, the reason it's lasted these many years is because it's so true. And so the first thing is to just really get grounded and rooted in this present moment because that's all there is. Um, and so that's the first thing I would do. And and then from that spot, I would like find somebody that has always been kind, that has always been generous and reach out to them and ask for help. Let them know from a vulnerable place that you feel angry, you feel uh, like hopeless, you feel like it's all for shit and you've been fucked over and that you don't feel like even trying anymore and just talk to somebody. And that's, those are the two things I would do. Cause we don't, we don't, uh, we don't succeed in a vacuum. We don't become epic in a vacuum. We become epic, um, with the help of others. Um, and like when my daughter turned 18, I wrote her a letter and I gave her some advice and, uh, you know, the, the, the pieces of advice I gave her just reminded me to look it up and that, that they are number one, you are unique, embrace that uniqueness, especially the parts of that you, you, that you might hate or wish were different. So the parts of you that you think are bad, this, that, like embrace those parts. The second is when you're suffering or struggling with anything, keep in mind that no matter what it is, it that is not unique. And I said, I know I just said you're unique, but the devil's in the details. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about your experience. That is not unique. There are thousands, if not millions of people who have experienced something very, very similar to your biggest struggle or pain. And many have beat that challenge. So reach out to someone, be relentless in seeking out people who have overcome whatever you're struggling and ask them for help. They will be thrilled to help. It's part of the human condition is to share wisdom and help others suffer less. So, and no matter how embarrassing, how uncomfortable, how afraid a challenge or struggle might be for you to talk about, that is when you must find two or three people that have overcome that issue. So find some people who thought that, you know, go to YouTube, go to TED Talks, find somebody who has um, a horrible story that they went through and they thought that it was worthless and meaningless and they were giving up and then they turned it around reach out to them. Usually the people that have done TED Talks and TEDx Talks, they want to help. So a lot of those times you can find them on LinkedIn, you can find their email address, their website, reach out to them, ask for help. They won't even charge you most of the time. I'm honestly kind of blown away by at the beginning, I mentioned breakthrough, and I didn't think we were going to go to these breakthroughs. But I love that we've gotten to this depth. Um, because I do believe that there's a lot of people that need to hear this. And the, the letter you wrote to your daughter, you know, 
a lot of the times we feel so alone when we're going through something, but you're so right. There's so many fucking people. And that's actually something I want to talk about later, but there's people that have gone through what you're going through. So yes, lean into finding someone to help you, especially because we live in, in an era where we're so connected, which means you have access to all the content in the world. So yes, a hundred percent lean into find the stories of the people that broke through because success does leave patterns and you might not be in a position in life where you feel like success is going to happen for you, but do what David was saying about finding ways to be present. And, and there's a book that I, I think is, uh, to be really beneficial to you if, if you feel like you're in this position right now. And if you don't like reading, which I am not a reader, um, probably because I'm not from the U.S. and my English uh, for reading is a little bit slow, but I turned to audiobooks. So there's a book called The Presence Process that brings me back into present moment anytime that I feel like I'm drifting away. So definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but I, I, I do want to acknowledge you, David, for, for going that deep and appreciate um, the message and, and, and the intention behind what you just talked about and how, you know, a lot of, I, a lot of parents would not do that, what you did for your daughter, um, because people don't have these like heart to heart conversations in families for some reason. Um, and I think it's important that, you know, people are aware that it's okay. It's okay to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. So, um, moving forward into internet marketing party. Um, so you've been married for 20 plus years. Um, but I do know based on conversations we've had that if it wasn't for your wife, internet marketing party wouldn't exist. Um, so there, and that kind of goes back to leaning on support and allowing others to help you along the way. So, um, what, what was that story like? Uh, because I'm sure whenever you first were trying to get started, you know, inc myself included, when I'm trying to get started on something, sometimes I, I try to talk myself out of it. And my wife has been the saving grace that brought me back. Um, and if you don't have a wife, you know, there's someone that cares about you that can be your saving grace. So can you, can you talk about that briefly? Um, you mean about well, getting it started? I did on my own, but keeping it going is where she was my saving grace and okay, not at yeah. the beginning. It was closer towards the middle. Uh, uh, yeah, like four, four or five years in and then seven, eight years in and then nine to 10 years in. And then at some point she was like, all right, I'm out. You're going to do this or you're not. And at that point it had been going long enough that now there's been, I have a team around me that keeps it going. Um, so I always acknowledge her though, because it wouldn't be here if it hadn't, if for those, you know, low points in my life or my seasons of, uh, the business or my career, I just was like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But she's, yeah, yeah she's, she's amazing. And I acknowledge her every chance I get. Um, so, so one thing, uh, back to that point of, you know, you started out by yourself. Uh, you started out strong and then there's like, everything's a roller coaster, especially with in the entrepreneur world, you know, there's no middle ground. It's either like awesome or shit. 
it just kind of boom, 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 boom. So you, you know, I, 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 I would say that that doesn't have to be the case there. Like a, a, you know, a good business is a boring business. Hmm. Um, uh, when, when you've got good systems, processes, a great team operations in place, then the, there is a middle ground and that's the one where things are just steadily growing and, and forward movement is being made and you're keeping your eye on the things that matter. And the moment that they get off track, you, yeah. Cause, um, I think if you build in the idea that it always has to be either epic or horrible, then that's the reality you'll create. And I, uh, I, I think that, that, that there's a third option and that's, you know, it's, it's like life, right? Like, I think some people are always in drama, always in breakdown, always in turmoil, and that's what they seek out. And I think that's a lot of unresolved trauma. And then there's some people that always seem to be on, like, you know, when you think about our friend, like Jenna and Brad, like, but if you look, they, if you ask them, like, they, they have breakdowns too. It's just a matter of how quickly they break through. And I think the same is with business, right? Like, um, you know, if you look under the hood of any business, there's going to be some drama and some tension and stuff. But when they run really well, like Peter Drucker's stuff is amazing as far as like how to really understand business at a level that you just simplify it, minimize it and pay attention to the key factors, pay attention to where your time and your attention are going. And you can uh, make that make that be there, have there make the middle ground be something that has more so that there there will be some peaks and there will be some valleys but yeah the ideal i think is it and, and at the beginning i think yeah it is like that so okay yeah um received on that and uh i can agree with it i just personally on on my experience with my career and then business as well it's been it has been that reality and i do look forward to having that boring middle ground um so I want to ask you for, for someone that, um, you know, I'm going through this personally, but then also I'm sure there's a plethora of other people that have started a business and they're finally kind of getting some traction. Um, you know, right now I've realized I'm my own worst enemy in regards to there's just not enough hours in the day. Mm -hmm. um, so did you ever get to a point that, you know, you were being like your business was running you and you found a way to create systems that freed you up to become more effective or was there an individual um that helped you like you mentioned peter drucker yeah absolutely the the i have a mentor and best friend and business partner who came into my life about four years ago and helped me really like finally turn my business into something that was relatively boring yeah. okay and that's where i have that distinction from because i ran my business in a very unboring, very ups and downs, very like either all, you know, all gold or all shit. And yeah. it was either or the other for 10 plus years until he came around and helped me streamline and systematize it. And it's not easy. It's not fun. And it's not for the faint hearted, which is, uh, and it requires a massive amount of discipline, focus, dedication, structure, and doing things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them. So, yeah. You mind uh, giving his company a shout out real quick, just because, you know, there might be someone that needs something like that. Oh yeah, sure. His name is Gonzalo Paternoster and his business is 
uh man of systems man of systems yeah yeah amazing okay so uh this episode is also the title of this episode is going to be about becoming a super connector um you know there might be some some tweaks along that uh but um one of your superpowers it there's i i've seen two i'm sure you have more but um one is that you genuinely give a fuck about people so love uh and then you're also an amazing connector you're a super connector um so were you always like that were you always just like you brought people together or was that something that you know obviously that your your life experience morphed you into that but how do you think you you acquired those two superpowers um the uh that i mean i'm i'm five foot three so i'm a i'm a uh, i'm i'm a short guy and growing up when i you know pre-puberty it wasn't a thing because you know i have one of my best friends is six foot almost six foot seven and he was five foot three until he was a freshman in high school so you know when you're growing up you don't really know how tall you're gonna be or short you're gonna be or anything like that and um I think the reason that I, in the way that I ended up becoming a super connector is when, when we, when as kids I did hit puberty, I noticed that I was really, really into the really, really pretty girls and the really pretty girls looked past me and at the bigger, stronger, faster, taller boys. And I realized that the only way that I could gain the attention and get invited to the parties and be around the pretty girls and it's just the way it is you know I, I i realized that i needed to saddle up with and make the be a clown and be a connector and add value and i didn't realize this until i was an adult like this isn't something i consciously did i think it was something where you know uh survival of the fittest it was like well, if i want to be in that crew the only way that i can be in that crew is to add value to be of service to help to make people laugh to make people want me around because they're not wanting me around based on picking me for I was almost always the last person picked for team sports you know anything where we would play you know anything from red rover to tetherball to uh kickball any of you know even like in grade school third fourth fifth grade and my best friends would like not pick me even when they became the captain and I realized pretty young that it was like, oh, yeah, so who I am, the body that I embody is not enough. So I've got to do something that supersedes that. And that's how I became a connector. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and real quick, uh, um, you know, you're one of the most generous, generous people that I've met, especially with your relationships and your contacts. Um, but a lot of the times people are, you know, the, the second they find something good or they, they start getting great connections, they kind of hold them close to their chest and they don't want to share that with other people. Probably fear of, um, you know, they make an intro and that person soars and there's like the comparison side of things. So um, for you connecting people with other people and you don't just freely say, hey, yeah, here's connections. You, you have to believe in someone. But um, what's the impact connecting others with others? What's the impact that being a connector has had on your life? Oh, I mean, I've gotten, I'm in, in a mastermind that, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollar a year mastermind. I'm 
I've sent my daughters to private schools. Uh, I, you know, live in downtown Austin. Uh, I have, uh, you know, at times had my passive recurring revenue exceed my monthly living expenses. And I've got, as I mentioned earlier, a network and a community of deep, meaningful, rich friendships that, um, you know, are, are a lot of times the light of my life. So I love that. Um, I know, I know, I know we got to wrap up soon, but, uh, with internet marketing party, you've been doing it for 12 years. Um, this is going to be a hard one for you to pick, but what are the top three most impactful people that you've had on stage, um, to you personally? Uh, one, I, I want to know so I can go nerd out on their content, but two, um, for the listeners and for the, the free gift that I commit to with each episode. Um, and I'll get into that shortly, but the three top most impactful people from IMP. You mean personally or like their content? For you, like, like out of the people that you've had on, who's had the biggest impact? And I know there's a lot of them, but three. Yeah, I mean, the three biggest people that have had an impact on my life. Yeah. Um, one is Ron Lynch. One is uh, Jesse Elder. And another one is, um, geez, that, there's so many. Who would be the, man, this is really tough because I'm not wanting to exclude people who have had massive impact on my life. And I, those are easy because those are dear, have become dear personal friends that like I know would be there for me if I, you know, anything. They'd be there for my family. Like, um, so that, that transcends business. Um, and, uh, another, um, would let's say Kurt Malley. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and it's not so much and, to, to pin like, oh yeah, you're not calling these other people out. Uh, the point of that is, um, for me, and, and I, I, I want to talk to the audience now, but for me, um, so internet marketing party, if you don't know what it is, go check it out. Um, it's had a huge impact on my life, but, um, that email that I, that cold email that I sent David, um, has allowed me to, to support David and, and, and the community at internet marketing party. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I'm privileged to do it. I'm, I'm very fortunate that you, you responded to that email. Um, but that email has allowed me to really dive into the content. And I, uh, like, like we've said multiple times, 12 plus years doing this monthly. So there's a ton of past replays. Um, and I've been going through, I've gotten through a little, a little over five years so far uh, of content. And I will say personally, I, I'm a very curious person. I like nerding out on things. Um, and going through those five years of content, I feel like I've gained like 20, 30 plus years of experience just listening to what these people are saying. And I want to, there's one person in particular that, um, I think it has had one of the biggest breakthroughs for me. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because I want you to dive in and explore and find your next breakthrough because um, 100%, whatever challenge you're going through in business, you will 10x, 20x, 30x, 100x, 1000x your fucking business, not right overnight, but someone, someone in here has gone through what you're trying to figure out. And there's a plethora of, of people that will, will support you within the, the replays and at IMP. But the person that had, so far, the biggest impact on my, on on me, on February of 2018, 
the $9.4 billion man, which today is 20 plus billion dollar man, uh, Jay Abraham. Uh, he said one thing that stuck with me. I, I can't remember his entire speech, but one thing he said was that allowed him to impact over a thousand industries is that all you have to do is look at what is working in younger, agile, innovative industries and apply that to the older mammoth industries that are slower to move and slower to change. And if you apply that, yes, there's going to be some tweaking. You have to make it authentic to that industry, but it works. And for me, I st and that all that is is called reverse engineering. And I stumbled on reverse engineering in 2020 when Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi did the KBB method. Um, I watched the webinar. I was fired up. I didn't have the money to to jump into their program, so I thought to myself, well, what could I do for for me to to take action and 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 like make an impact like they are. So I basically screen captured the entire journey and I, I, I picked apart their webinar and then I recreated that for the manufacturing and software industry for B2B. And it took off within 30 days, like just massive success for our startup. It wasn't for me, but it, 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 it taught me something. So now I know, especially from someone that has generated over $20 billion dollars, that I can jump into any industry, never have to reinvent the wheel. I just have to look at, find the patterns of people that are crushing it and apply it to that industry. So um, Amazing. if you're looking for your breakthrough, it's there. So with that said, with every single episode, uh, I, as a designer, I build user journeys. So there's always some type of free gift that I want to give to people. Uh, to the listeners. And David, I haven't told you about this, but uh, before this episode gets published, um, there's going to be a free quiz that's going to be in the description. Uh, but for the listener, go through the quiz because uh, the, the top three people that David talked about and the people that have impacted me the most, uh, go through this quiz and you're going to figure out, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? And it's going to lead you to a video, a free video that you can watch and it'll show you, it'll be that particular person that will solve that problem for you. Wow. If you feel compelled to jump into internet marketing party, it's 37, 47 bucks a month. You can go if you, if you're in the Austin area or if you're in the Texas area and you want to drive once a month to the events, beautiful. We'll see you there. Uh, but the, the value within these 12 plus years of content is immeasurable. It'll change your life. It's I've, I've 20x my business in the past, and I'm still at peanut status, but I've 20x my business since February. And a lot of that are, are things that I've learned and, and things that have changed my mindset. So to you, David, thank you for the impact that you've had on my life. Um, there, I, I know we're still very early stages of our friendship, and there's so much more that we're going to be able to do in the future. But to the listener, take action. Click on the link. It, it, I promise you, you will find your next breakthrough within Internet Marketing Party. So, David, I know you got to hop. So, once again, thank you so much for doing this interview. I love you. Yeah. I appreciate you. I love you and appreciate you too, brother. And I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.